0: hi everyone and welcome back to the popcast cafe podcast here for episode 7 i think uh, welcome back i hope everybody is doing well um, you all are safe and healthy i'm so excited to have you all back So, as you guys can tell by the um, title of this episode, we are going to be talking about Sex Education Season 3, which, again, as you can tell, as I wrote it there, was a lot of fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed this season and I'm very excited to talk about it, but before I get into it, um, you guys should totally hit the follow button and hit the notification bell because then you'll get reminded every time I post, which is Fridays at 5pm Eastern Standard Time, which is my time. Um, so that would be great. So go ahead and do those things. and now without further ado, let's get into it. Oh, and of course there will be spoilers. That's kind of obvious. but now let's get into it. Okay, sex education. okay, so for me, sex education is a top top tier um, Netflix original. It's by far one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. I think um, I did not watch season one when Season one came out. I watched season one when season two came out because a lot of my friends were talking about it and I wanted to see what the thing was. So I watched season one and season two, you know, like in a binge mode, like just all together. I watched it um, in a pretty short span of time, obviously, because that's just a total of 16 episodes since there's eight episodes in each season. And I was very, very, very much so looking forward to season three. So I'm so excited that it finally came out last Friday um i was very excited i was highly anticipating it just because there was a lot of predictions and things that i was kind of expecting to happen and we did see a lot of those things play out and we also saw things play out in a completely different way which i really enjoyed so i really like i said loves this show i think that it's so good i think that the way that students are represented are just so well done i think that the personality traits of everybody it it all just blends so well together, and this show really emphasizes friendships um, more than relationships, which I love. I love that it does that. Like, for example, um, Eric and Otis, they really, really, really are best friends, and I genuinely believe if Um, Otis had to choose between Eric and Maeve. He would choose Eric in a heartbeat, and I absolutely love that. I love the emphasis of these strong friendships um, and these friendship combinations that you wouldn't have even expected, like Ola and Adam, for example. So I just love that they throw together these pairs, and I love that everybody naturally has such good chemistry with each other. It makes watching the show so much more enjoyable because it makes every scene more fun. There's not really... Um, any ship or any um, character or any friendship where it's really like, I don't really care about this plot except for the Adam's dad plot. I don't know why Adam's dad needed a plot this season, but that's totally separate. Um, So yeah, like I said, I just really love every character's dynamic with all the other characters. I love how they're kind of, they're not really a friend group, but everybody like out of our main and reoccurring cast are all somehow intertwined with one another. So I guess in our minds, they're kind of like a quote-unquote group, even though they're not really a friend group. And I do really like that everybody kind of has a relationship with everybody else or has interacted with them. It gives every character a unique dynamic with everybody else, which I always really appreciate, because there are so many times that I'm watching some of my other favorite shows, and they are characters you never even see really get to interact much or things like that. Um, But I love how this show explores all dynamics. And like I said, I also love how they represent students. Um... It's obviously just a sex-positive show, and I love just how it's portrayed and just how they show, like, um, just being safe and um, everything like that. I love how they present um, tough topics um, with the lighthearted moments as well. I think it's a really well-done dramedy, and, you know, my ideal um, genre is always going to be dramedy because it's the perfect mix of drama and comedy, which are my two favorite TV show genres So putting it together means like you have those moments when you want to cry and those moments that just make you burst out laughing. And I absolutely love it. And I think that the show does a really good job of integrating both of those things into one. Um, And every time we have new character additions, we learn to, I mean, I'm in between like the students, not like Hope or something. But whenever we have these new character additions, like Viv last season and Cal this season, we learn to fall in love with those characters so fast because um, they're all just characterized so well and I really, really, really love that. Okay, so season one, season two, and season three comparisons. So between season one and two, um, season one was definitely my favorite. I felt like season two was a little bit slower compared to season one, and I liked the pacing of season one a lot. Season two gave us a lot of Maeve and Otis angst, I guess, with them kind of ending the clinic a bit and having that drama um, and everything at the party when he kind of just like goes off on her. And just the fact that they have pretty limited scenes altogether um, in season two. So, just from that angle, um, I always liked season one better. But now that Season 3 has come out, I don't really know where Season 3 falls. Um, I know that it's better than Season 2. Season 3 is currently super new in my mind, so right now in my brain it's like, oh, Season 3, I really, really liked it, so I think it's my favorite, but I don't know if I actually think it's better than Season 1 or not. There were a lot of things that I enjoyed about this season, how we got to explore other characters' dynamics, but I do think that I will say um, that Season 3 was my favorite, and I have actually several reasons for that, which I'm going to get into Um, cause traditionally, you know, like script wise, funny wise, I don't really remember if season one was funnier, but, um, season three, just character wise and development wise and ship wise, I really, really enjoyed the content we were given this season. All right. So let's start talking about this season itself. Okay. So we open the season with this crazy insane opening scene if you guys have seen it you know exactly what it is it was literally insane so I click play you know it's Friday I just got home from school and I know that I knew that I needed to um start right away because obviously I had to record a podcast episode for it the week after so I was like okay I gotta start right away click play and my mouth literally dropped and it progressively just got more and more graphic and it was just so funny and just like a hilariously brilliant first opening scene. It was just hilarious, because um, obviously some of my friends on Twitter had started earlier that morning when I had class and stuff, so I was kind of just reading through the timeline, and people were just talking about the opening scene, the opening scene, the opening scene, and that was pretty much the first thing in everybody's watch thread, so I was like, what is the opening scene? But, um, it was really, really funny, and obviously Amy on the trampoline, Ah, oh, that's my baby. I love her. It was so funny, like, everybody was kind of doing these, like, sexual things, and then she was just, like, jumping up and down on the trampoline, I was like, yes, my princess, it was, it was so funny, and then they would just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, so I thought it was really funny. So, what was the biggest tragedy of this season, like, looks-wise? Um, two things, Maeve's bangs and Otis's mustache. Thank the lords for Ruby, like, thank god we got rid of Otis's mustache, like, an episode in, like, I think in the second episode, so we only had one full episode with it, thank God, like, literally thank God, um, but Mave's bangs, we had to stare at that the entire time, and when you look at Emma, um, in real life, uh, she ha- has had, um, who plays Mave, by the way, she's had bangs a couple times in her life, and she looks really, really, really good with it. So I don't know why this was the bang styling they decided to do. Like if they wanted to give her bangs, that was fine because they could have done that. Like that's totally fine. But um, but it just, it didn't even look good, like at all. And she's had so many better um, hairstyles. So I'm just like, why was this the move? I think out of all of her hairstyles progressively through the seasons, I think it probably goes in that order. I think her season one hair, um, the pink hair, was by far my favorite. I thought it suited her so well, and when I watched season one for the first time, she was just a total queen and a badass, and I loved her. And I thought that hair looked so good on her, um, and she looked great. And even the dark hair in season too. I thought that it, the brown hair really, really complemented her features, her skin tone. I thought it looked really, really good. And this season, um, the hair is a little bit darker. So now it's black. It's not really like that dark brown anymore. Um, and black still co- uh, the black hair still complements her face very well. It's just the problems were the bangs and those bangs really aren't going to do anybody f- any favors. As for Otis's mustache, um, it was just nasty. I remember seeing it in the trailer when the trailer came out. Whenever that was a few weeks ago, um, I was like, please tell me that that mustache is not going to be there the whole time. And thankfully, it wasn't. Um, Another thing that was tragic is that we had to see Adam's dick again. But I mean, I guess we've seen it before. We'll see it one more time. Okay, so there's actually quite a few um, topics I want to hit on. But I want to talk about the one that I'm the most excited to talk about. And I feel like most people are the most interested to talk about. And those are the ships. Okay. Ships were so fun this season. Uh, I want to start by talking about the complete buzz that everyone's been buzzing about it. Um, People on Twitter are buzzing about it. People on Instagram are buzzing about it. People all over the internet are buzzing about it. I see it everywhere. Um, So it really, really did become popular. And that is, let's talk about first, Ruby and Otis. Okay. So, Ruby and Otis took me by complete surprise. So, obviously, they hooked up one time in season two, and they went to go get, like, the pill and everything together. And so they had a kind of interesting dynamic, but it did, like, die down after that episode. And when he, even when he puts his um, hand on her thigh and he's like, oh, you know, if you have a kid, like, I would help you, whatever, whatever... Um, so you got, like, a really small glimpse into the possibility of it, but you really wouldn't think that they would work as a couple. Like, you really just thought it was, like, kind of a one-episode thing. So them deciding to execute this friends with benefits thing for the first couple episodes was really, really enjoyable because they had really good banter. They had really good, um, chemistry, in my opinion. I thought they had really good chemistry, really good banter. Um, I think that they brought out very different sides to the other person, um, You know, I always liked Ruby, but um, she always had kind of limited screen time, in my opinion, at least to my knowledge. I feel like she had a lot less screen time, so it was a little bit indifferent. But this season, I definitely walked um, away with her being one of my favorites, if not my number one from this season. Um, I really, really enjoyed the dynamic that they got to have, and her really, you know, being down bad for him was something that you wouldn't have really expected to happen when watching season two or season one even. So it was really nice to see and I love that she brought out this new side of him and I know that he was supposed to be in love with Maeve the whole time, but he did seem that he like he did seem really happy. Um, and the scene when they're walking uh, into the school and they pull their sunglasses down at the same time oh the power of it I loved it. Um, the bowling scene was so cute when they even the, just the idea of the double eight the double date between um, Otis and Ruby and. Uh, Adam and Eric was so cute, um, and the bowling scene when she, when everybody was bowling, which is, like, regularly, and she used the, like, the kids stand, and she pushed it down, and he was, like, right on her shoulder, and then she, like, throws her hands up, and they, like, hug, it was so, 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 so cute, um, the makeover scene, obviously, those are always so funny, because she's bossy, um, when she kisses him, like, at the front of the school, and then, like, the sun is, like, peeping through like that is such a pretty one um and just all like the angst of her you know telling him that um that she loves him and just everything that plays out from there or even when he um she he's the first person she ever takes to her house like lets her see her home and lets her see her father and when the people at home tell him that you know she talks about him all the time it was so cute because you just don't like you don't see that side of ruby ever Um, and of course, thank God, like, she got rid of his mustache, like, what more could you want? And also, they pulled a Tim Lila line, for those of you who watch Friday Night Lights, um, I mean, like, there's just an edit that starts with this line, which is why this line is, like, buried into my brain, um, and it's the one where Tim says to Lila, like, Lila's like, oh, I don't care if you hate me, or something like that, and, uh, Tim says, I don't hate you, Lila, I don't hate you, it'd be a lot easier if I could, and um, Ruby says the same thing to Otis. And I know that's not like a direct parallel or anything, but I'm taking it because I love Tim Lila and I love Ruby Otis. But I just had so, so much fun with their relationship. And most of the complaints that I have seen about them have just been like, oh, they're ugly kissers and stuff. I'm like, okay, but this show like tried to present their relationship, um, especially at the beginning in a very comedic light. Like they were supposed to seem all like crazy and horny when, when they were together. Like it was supposed to be like super rushed and like funny but they also did have these, like, really pretty moments, like, the one that I just talked about in front of the school, like, that was not an ugly kiss, like, they had, like, the sun in the back, and it was, like, shining through, and then they had another one in front of his house when she, um, when he asked if, you know, like, they wanted to, like, you know, like an exclusive relationship, so they did have those moments where it was, like, just really pretty, and honestly, honestly, I really hope, like, I'm not Hopeful of it necessarily, but I really, really hope that we get to see more of them because I just think that they are like so, so good together. Um, and I just thought they were so entertaining, and I just want to see more of them. Like, it's all I ask. Although, I am also aware that Ruby definitely deserves better. Um, when she called him, and then he was just like, Oh, that's nice when she said, I love you, and uh, Everything that the way it played out from there, even though he really didn't mean to hurt her, it was just really sad. And obviously, she deserves better. And they really, really redeemed not that really she needed redemption because she wasn't a bad character before or anything, but they really just made her an even more likable character. So it just you couldn't have um, helped but sympathize with her even more. I mean, I know they pulled the classic storyline of like the home life and everything with the popular girl, but you know, it's always going to get you. And it's funny because I feel like a recurring theme that I've brought up several times at this point is that I'm not really a fan of the popular girl and the weirdo guy trope. Like, I, it's just not really my thing. I prefer the roles reversed. I know that's not really common in TV shows for the popular guy and the geeky girl. Like, that just kind of happens here and there. Like, you have, like, Lara Jean and Peter into all the boys, and you have Nathan and Haley in One Tree Hill, and you have a couple other things here and there, but it's not that common, versus Popular Girl and Geeky Guy in TV shows is a lot, lot more common. Well, technically, I just said Peter and Lara Jean and they're not from a TV show, but you know what I mean, like a streaming service movie. But um, this trope is a lot more common from what I've seen. Um, You know, because you have Seth and Summer, you have Styles and Lydia, you you have a lot of this trope. And I'm not really a fan of this trope. Like, the only ship that I really, truly, truly, like, enjoy um, that's this trope is Seth and Summer from The O.C. Because I think that they had a really good dynamic. And obviously, um, they were dating in real life, so they had really good chemistry. But other than that, I just, I don't know why I'm not really a big fan of this trope. Um, like I said, I like the roles reversed, which is more common in books. I feel like it's a super common trope in books and, like, trashy books and stuff. And I love it. I'll eat it up. But popular girl, like, nerdy, geeky guy. Like, not really my thing. Don't know why. But I loved these two. I don't know, like, what happened? Where did I miss something? Because normally I don't have, like, a good first impression of this trope. Um, but I loved it. It was great. Well, like I said, of course, she does deserve better but hopefully i don't know in some twisted turn of events they can give us fan service because i really don't know like where they stand in relationship to Maven Otis um, cuz i think Ruby and Otis really spiked in popularity like really really spiked um Ruby and Otis are going to hit tweet every other day and they're also getting like um popular instagram edits and tiktok edits so i don't know i really don't know um how they'll play out Hopefully we can get a little bit of fan service, because I think I deserve some, since I lose in, like, every show I watch. Okay, so now that we've talked about Ruby and Otis, let's talk about Maeve and Otis. So Maeve and Otis genuinely were my OG ship. Um, I really, really liked them in season one. The scene specifically that I really, really started shipping them was when they were in the school pool. Um, and she, they were just, like, well, they were sitting by it, and then they jumped in and everything, and they had such good chemistry in that scene. The buzz was there. It was strong. But then, in season two, I still liked them as well, because they had all that angst thing going on. They had limited scenes, but the angst were there. It was fun. You were still rooting for them. In season three, I went in rooting for them. If you go onto my Twitter, you can literally see a tweet I made on Thursday night before the show came out. Um, and it was a modus edit. And I was like, let's see them get their endgame tomorrow. And now I'm like I want Ruby and Otis. Um but I think that they just ended up um serving like more for me. I mean, I felt like I was still, you know, pretty equal on both, but then Maeve ended up doing something that kind of pissed me off, which I'll get into when I talk about um other things because I want to lead into that. So when the Modus kiss like in France happened, I wasn't even as excited as I normally would have been. Like this would have been a moment where I normally would have said fireworks, you know, amazing, wonderful sparks. But I wasn't really um, into it as much because of that. Not to say that I didn't enjoy it, because in no way am I a Maven Otis anti. I'm definitely not. I still really like them together. I think they have really good chemistry. I really like their scenes together. Um, and I also think they have a very good dynamic. But at this point, I think I'm just really more into um, Ruby and Otis. I just thought they were a lot more fun, um, but you know, I think the problem with Maven Otis was that just you were waiting so long for this build up, and sometimes of course, build up is good if it's active build up, and obviously Motus had active build up. It was just that you were waiting for something more. I was personally waiting for something more, um, and I think that they should have happened just a little bit quicker, but by then, I was probably a little bit more on the Ruby and Otis train. <laughs> um, but they did have a couple scenes that I really, really liked, um, the scene when they did have their first kiss in France, the head touch before they actually kissed, like, just for intimacy was so cute, and then when they kiss, and then she says something, I don't remember now, I think she says, like, um, oh, no, she says something like, we can't do this, and then, or I can't do this, or something like that, and then proceeds to kiss him again, and then they, pull apart again, and then she says, I'm, this is, I'm confused, this is confusing, and then they kiss again, like, I loved it, I thought that that scene was pretty well written, but just the bus pulling up after that, and Ruby seeing them, ugh, like, my happiness ended real fast right there, but even just the fact that they got a rain kiss two episodes later, like, you know I'm a sucker for the rain kiss, and when he says that he, even if he can't be with her romantically, he wants to do this clinic with her, because he doesn't want to lose her again. Like those, there were just some really, really good moments between them still, even though I did prefer Ruby and Otis overall from this season. And of course, their goodbye seas- scene in the final episode was also really touching. So now Isaac and Maeve. Um, obviously, I started the season pretty annoyed at Isaac because, because we saw in the season two finale that he deleted the voicemail from Otis, which was obviously a really shitty thing to do. And I definitely did not like him for that. And even in the beginning of um, the season, I was kind of a little bit frustrated by him. But over the um, course of it, you kind of just see him mature a bit. I'm still a bit indifferent towards him. Like, I don't love him or anything like that. I'm just a bit indifferent. But it was really good to see him just be able to mature and kind of tell himself and tell Maeve that, he deserves better. Like he really doesn't deserve to sit around and wait for her to figure things out. And even if she gave it all in and went into this relationship with him, he would feel guilty that she didn't give it a real shot with Otis. So I felt like that was the really mature thing to do to just take his heart off the table. But I think that scene between them in season four, like the intimate scene was really, really well filmed. I love the way that they presented that. So um, from those angles, you know, it was nice. Obviously I don't ship them like at all, but I really loved seeing um, how he was able to grow and mature, and that's obviously all very positive things. So now Eric and Adam. Another case of somebody deserves better. Oh my god, Adam deserved so much better than what happened. I mean, Eric... It's really ironic that Otis would always tell Eric to be very careful in this relationship with Adam because Adam would end up hurting him, but it was really Eric who was the one to hurt Adam and I know that it was taking Adam a little bit longer to be open to do certain things but in season three he really it's not even like he was the season one him who was a bully he really was you know slowly going into this new territory and it was obviously very hard but you could also see that he was really trying and not everybody is going to be up for every single thing so The fact that Eric felt so um, dragged down by him to the point where he needed to cheat on him in Nigeria and he said that that made him feel more free, like, that really, really sucks because Adam really, really was trying for Eric and I can't believe I'm defending Adam because I hated Adam in the first season. Absolutely hated him. One of my least favorite probably my least favorite trope out there is bully and the bullied. I hate that trope. I think it's terrible. It never once has served to me, but really Adam's character growth this, like even last season I was kind of indifferent to him because he didn't do much, but this season he really grew for me. So watching him be so upset about Eric's actions really, really hurt and made me really annoyed at Eric, which is surprising because again, Eric was probably my favorite character from the first season. Um, I just really liked him. I always thought he was so funny. That doesn't really take away from the character as a whole. Like, I still did enjoy Eric this season. And his scenes before and after, this whole Adam thing. Like, scenes without Adam, he was still great on his own. And he was still really funny. And he's obviously a good friend to Otis and everything. So he's still a great character. But it did really annoy me what he did to Adam. And Adam just deserved so much better because he really, really was trying. And it really gave me the vibes of Victor and Benji from, um love Victor not to compare Adam and Eric and Victor and Benji because they're really not similar at all in terms of dynamic um characters or anything like that but it really did remind me of that about how Benji um was just like you know there there was that um friction between Victor just you know it being a first time for him for everything and obviously not to compare Benji and Eric because I absolutely love Eric overall and I definitely hate Benji but it just really reminded me of that um that tension and just this being a first time for everything for Victor and Benji just that not really being enough for him like he wanted him to I guess go faster and you know you understand that if obviously you are experienced you're going to be like do we really need to go this slow whatever whatever but at the same time it was just so clear that Adam was trying and really trying his best and it was so clear that he really loved Eric so it was just hurtful But yeah, so that's them. (laughs) We can move on. Um, Adam deserved better. So now Lily and Ola. Um, I don't really have much to say about them. I think that they're a pretty perfect couple. I think that they match each other very well. They balance each other very well. Um, So there's not much to say here. They're pretty perfect for each other. Definitely made for each other. I did feel really bad for Lily just with everything going on this season. I don't think it was really Ola's intention to make Lily feel bad about all the alien stuff. Um, it was just that combined with the fact that the school was shaming her for being into the alien things. And just those things combined really dragged her down. But overall, I still think that they're a really good couple. Um, they weren't really at the forefront this season as an actual relationship. They were more at the forefront as just individual characters in their own arcs. Well, Lily more than Ola. I feel like we don't still don't know much about Ola compared to what we know about Lily. But, um, but yeah, so I'm glad that they were able to make up by the end. You kind of knew they would. I was just, I don't know. I feel like they deserve to be happy all season. I don't think they really needed any issues, but it's all good. So now the Jackson, Cal, and Viv situation. Okay. So first, let's just start by saying Cal was a great addition this season. I'm kind of going to get into characters later, so I'll get into that more, but, um, just want to put that out there, but okay. Let's start with Cal and Jackson. So I was really, really intrigued ever since Cal got introduced as a character. I thought that they um, were a very um, interesting addition just to the cast. It was something, it was a personality that we didn't already have. So it was a good integration into the group. Um, So Cal was able to have very good dynamics with the other characters. Obviously, Jackson in particular, they really connected from day one ever since Cal, um, came to the school, so I thought that Cal and Jackson actually had pretty good chemistry, I was intrigued by them ever since they started talking, I was like, okay, something's gonna happen here, they had very good chemistry, but after seeing everything, just the way that it all played out with them, like their kiss on the bus, um, on the way back, um, you know, even their conversations just about Jackson just trying to find his footing in this relationship, Cal trying to, um, just, you know, um, explaining just how they feel about um, how Jackson feels in regards to them and how they feel like Jackson will always see them as a girl, which they're not. Um, Just all of that was obviously very powerful, but um, Cal putting an end to that relationship, I feel like, is probably going to stay the end of it. I don't really see them going back into it. I see them being really good friends, so I'm totally okay with that because I think that they would make great friends. As for Jackson and Viv, I was really hoping that this season would be when they started to take off. Ever since Viv was introduced last season, I thought Jackson and Viv had a great dynamic. Viv helping Jackson just find things he's good at. like It was really, really fun um, seeing Jackson be able to open up more when he had spent like all of season one stressed either about his moms or swimming or Maeve. So it was really, really nice that he was able to open up to someone who was able to understand him and talk to him and be there for him and someone who was able to stand up for him. Obviously, people felt that Viv's character got ruined a little bit at the beginning, but I honestly expected worse because everyone was like, oh no, I, Viv is so annoying this season, when they were about halfway through the season, so I was expecting something more drastic than what actually happened, so when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's, that's not that bad, like, I mean, she pretty much just threw Jackson under the bus to become that girl, but like, we kind of know that that's exactly who she is, like, she's going to do stuff like that, and then it, she redeemed herself, you know, she- was kind of a bit standoffish at the beginning, and her and Jackson kind of had a bit of hostility towards each other. So that was upsetting because I wanted to see them together this season, but her pulling through in the end and recording the me- um recording everything Hope said and then putting together this whole thing for the um the forum was really 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 nice to see, so, she redeemed herself, so now all I can say, Jackson, Cal, or not Jackson and Cal, well, not Jackson and Cal, I think Jackson and Cal should stay friends, and then, and I think they will, and I want full-blown Jackson and Viv content in season four, please. Okay, so now, Jean and, um, Jakob, so, I think they're a fun little hag ship. I don't really have much to say about them either, um, I feel like there's all these theories going around about, um, baby not being Yakov's, So I wonder if that's actually going to be the case and if they're going to play with it. I don't really know what all storylines they want to touch on in season four because I feel like there is going to be a season four. Um, so I don't really know what all they're going to touch on. If they have the space, I'm sure like they would do something if that's what the direction they want to go in. But I don't really know. Like I have no opinion on this theory. I don't know like why people think it unless I missed something and I was just totally like zoned out at a point. But, um, but yeah, the line when Ruby came downstairs and said, um, you're a good looking couple for old people, I was like, she's literally me, she's literally my sister, because that's me at all my hagships, so I thought they were a fun little ship, um, and then the last ship I kind of find, like, I guess semi-relevant was Amy and Steve, obviously ever since the bus incident, incident, there's been a little bit of awkwardness, um, and just Amy feeling a lot of emotions just in relation to her relationship with Steve, I feel like Steve is the female version of Amy so I think again they're like well suited for one another traditionally so obviously their breakup was sad but it was necessary um you know I feel like Amy really needs the time to heal um so yeah that's really all I have to say about that so now let's just talk about the characters in general so in the first two seasons for me the standout characters were by far my favorites were Eric Maeve Amy, and Jackson. But the standouts this season and my favorites after this season are Adam, Amy, Jackson, and Ruby. So Amy and Jackson are here both times. I absolutely love them. Amy is probably, if I had to pick a comfort character from the show, it's by far Amy. I love her, love her personality. Um, the scene when she was doing her little French accent was so cute, and when she made little vulva cupcakes, that was so cute. I just think, she's such a wonderful character and whenever she's sad or she cries it just makes me so sad and even when the scene when she was driving Maeve and she ends up driving forward and just hitting someone it was just so funny I feel like she's just perfect all around and then Jackson Jackson's my boy I absolutely love Jackson I've always loved Jackson I thought he I've always thought he was like I always loved the sweet jock like they're I mean he's not really a jock anymore because he doesn't you know do swim or anything anymore but that was still his um, role at the beginning, but I loved that trope, and so I always really, really liked his character. As for Adam and Ruby, so they by far had the best development. So like I said, Ruby I never hated or anything. I was just a little bit indifferent towards her because she never got a lot of substantial plots. Every time she was on my screen, though, I laughed. Um, I enjoyed her, always I enjoyed her lines. I always thought her and the Untouchables were funny, but that was about it. This season though, she completely came into her own, we got to see a lot more of her, obviously we expanded on her, she had a lot of character development just with everything going on at home, so from all angles, absolutely loved Ruby, definitely my favorite character now, um, so great. And then Adam, like I said, I absolutely hated Adam. I don't like the whole bully thing. I'm never here for it. And then in season two, I still didn't forgive him, even though he wasn't actively bullying Eric or anything. I was like, "Mm, not really here for this character. Became kind of indifferent. And then somehow, no, I literally, if you look at my um the notes I took while watching this season, all over the notes is literally just, how dare they make me like Adam so much? How dare they make me like Adam so much? Because I'm so serious. Like, are you kidding? I hated Adam before, and I walked out of the season, like, loving him. I thought he was just so great, and, oh, I can't. I just love him. My new best friend. Absolutely loved it. And overall, just in terms of the characters, I love how the show has evolved, season one really felt like the Maven Otis show. It was all about Maven Otis and everybody else's problems were very much second level problems to theirs. It was all about them and then obviously the way Otis was able to help other people and I love how it's evolved from that into an ensemble cast show. So reverting back to, um, to what I said right at the beginning of this episode, I said how I loved think I like season three more, and it's for this reason precisely. I love how it's evolved into an ensemble cast show, and I love that we get to highlight more characters like, um, Adam, Amy, Jackson, Ruby, Viv, Cal, um, who else? Still, Eric, Maeve, like, I just love that we're able to touch on these other characters, um, and really see them. I love, I still, again, I I think the only couple characters that I still want to see more of are the other Untouchables. I want to see more of um, Anwar and Olivia because I think that they're so funny and I love their friendship with Ruby, especially after this season. So I want to see more of them. I am glad though that we, they did kind of both get their own like little storylines here and there. They were funny. They were fun. So I did enjoy that. And then, um, but yeah, overall it's just, I love that we get to explore more characters now and we get to just see more of them. I thought that they were, um, I thought, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. So I think that's probably why I like season three the most. I love that we're exploring new dynamics, new characters, and it very much is an ensemble show. Which, if you know, like, that's just my favorite dynamic of shows. I love when they're ensemble cast shows, because you really just get to explore more characters, and you don't really have just one character that it's all about, and you don't really get to see the side characters as much. But now, the standout of the season, my favorite part of the season by far was the friendships. Again, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, I think that friendships are the best part of this show, definitely my favorite part of this show, because they are executed so well, Um, so I love it. I thought it was so, so fun, um, so I think that the obvious ones... The obvious friendships are Otis and Eric and Amy and Maeve, which are probably the two most popular friendships. Otis and Eric, like I said, I think that they are ride or dies. I feel like Otis would choose Eric over Maeve in a heartbeat, and I think that's so beautiful, and I love that Eric calls Otis oat cake, and I love that even though Eric did this whole shitty messed up, fucked up thing to Adam, he's still always just going to be such a loyal friend to, um, to Otis. And the scene when they're in the hospital with Jean, which, by the way, oh my god, that was Jean, like, um, with the excessive bleeding and everything. That was so scary. I really thought she was gonna die because, oh my god, no, that would've been terrible. I love Jean, my mother. But, anyways, when they were in the hospital and Otis was crying in front of the vending machine and Eric was hugging him and that guy said, can you guys move? I wanna get something from the vending machine. When Eric went off on him, I was like, oh my god, I love them. I love this friendship. So good. Amy and Maeve also traditionally love their friendship. So as Amy and Maeve go as a ship, I did actually really ship them before because I thought that they would be like a very interesting ship, but it's very clear that the show sees them as strictly a friendship and it's going to kind of stay that way, so I'm just gonna (laughs) probably lay off it now just because I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're never gonna become canon like that, they're just Gonna stay a friendship, and I think they have a really beautiful friendship. The scene when um, Amy tells Maeve that they should be each other's mums was so cute, and then uh, the scene where um, Maeve tells Amy that she doesn't need boys because they have each other, so cute. Absolutely love it, and even when they had their goodbye scene when they were kind of touching foreheads, and then Amy said, "Um, "Don't ever forget me," and Maeve says, "Impossible." I thought it was so cute, but here's where my problem came with Maeve and Amy. So when they had that little fight in France, I was actually kind of pissed off. Like, hashtag Team Amy all the way. Because I know that Maeve was going through all this family drama. But I feel like her saying that stuff about Steve was a bit out of line, considering everything. So Steve, or Amy didn't d- just push Steve away just for the fun of it. Like, obviously, it's because she had severe trauma from the assault that happened on the bus. Like, we know this. We know exactly what this is from so the fact that Maeve used it as like leverage in their argument really rubbed me the wrong way because I was like why would you bring that up like you're just saying like she's a people pleaser or whatever whatever but like to me like she really like that really just pissed me off like she's pushing Steve away because she's still working through her issues and that just really annoyed me like overall I still love their friendship and everything so this doesn't like dock major points or anything but it does dock some of my points with just Maeve as a character because it really pissed me off that she said that and then just the fact that Amy was the one going and apologizing after that and trying to get their friendship back up again like no Maeve like definitely what you said was wrong especially because Amy has always been such a supportive friend of Maeve she's always been there for Maeve like she literally just paid for the trip like and that's what she said back, like, okay, fine, maybe you didn't want her to, um, you know, pay for your trip like that, but, like, oh, uh, it just annoyed me, because she is just, Amy is such a good friend to Maeve, and she's always been such a good friend to Mave, and it just really annoyed me, but that's fine, it's fine, okay, so now for some French, so th- um, Otis and Eric and Amy and Maeve are kind of the obvious friendships, but now for the friendships I want to see more of. First, Ola and Adam. So we kind of established that they'd become like best friends ever since they were working at the shop together in season two, um, but we only got like one or two scenes of them in all of season three. We did get Ola talking about Adam and Adam talking about Ola, like about how the other one is feeling emotion-wise, so it does show that they're still talking and everything, but we don't get to see it, especially them trying to emphasize how close that they supposedly are, I want to see more of it. Next, Raheem and Adam. This was so unexpected because I really wasn't expecting them to tie Raheem and Adam together, especially considering all the circumstances with Eric and everything, but I absolutely loved it. I thought, I, I really want to see more of them, not as a ship or anything, I just think that Raheem and Adam would be such a great friendship, and I want to see more of it for sure. Next, Ruby and Adam. So on the, um, the double date that they had, um, they were talking about the Kardashians and everything, and bonding, and that was all we saw of them, like, come on, no way, like, I want to see more of it, just, okay, first of all, Adam just talking about how he watches Keeping Up With The Kardashians, like, that's my son, I, I also watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians, like, we can talk about it, we can talk about all of our favorite scenes and everything, so, um, just everything like that, and I even think they talked about, like, life of Kylie or whatever the spinoff is called or something um so I just thought that was so fun and that was such a fun little thing so I want to see more of them because I feel like that they would get along so well and I also feel like their personalities are also would like be very complimentary to each other so please give me more of that please I beg if there's one friendship I want to see more of like that is the one and then Jackson and Cal oh I didn't even talk about this with Cal actually but um I don't know why I didn't bring this up when I was talking about the characters I literally had it listed here and then I went right over it because I forgot or probably just went over it because I was going fast but um just quickly I want to talk about Cal real quick oh my gosh um I did say how Cal was such a great addition but I just wanted to talk about it just strictly from a representation point I feel like non-binary characters are so far and few I feel like it's definitely getting better now especially with streaming service originals like Um, HBO Max has done some, um, non-binary representation a little bit on Netflix, a little bit here, 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 Hulu, whatever. So now that we're kind of branching out and we're really just showing, um, we're presenting them in a very normal light. Like I just, I love it because it is, there are so, so, so many, um, non-binary people like today and that are just not represented, um, in media. So I feel like it's so important that they do. And Cal, um, I personally believe was a very well done representation. So I mean, like, based on what I saw, based on what I heard from other people, um, I feel like everybody kind of agreed that it was presented very well. And, um, you know, I love when, um, you know, shows create characters that really present them in such a positive light showing that they can be just these strong characters who also have plots and relationships and things aside from the fact that they're just are from the fact that they're non-binary you know like you know when sometimes um shows will try to put these things in just to check boxes and they won't you know their entire storyline will be just about the fact that they're non-binary or just the um just about how they're transgender or whatever It may be in a certain show. So I really love that we're able to see just Cal in friendships, Cal in relationships, and also Cal just being Cal and just having this bomb personality and also just standing up for themselves. So I loved that we were able to see such great angles on that character, and I thought that they were such a good addition to the ensemble, so... Yeah, so I just wanted to put a note about that in there. But back to what I was saying about friendships. Jackson and Cal, I want to see more of it. Like I said, I don't really think that they're going to go back to the dating thing, so give me more of their friendship, please. Cal and Vib, again, what I want to see. Like, obviously, there was a little bit of that tension because of Jackson in the middle or whatever, but enough of that. Let me see these two as best friends, please. Next, The Untouchables. Like I said, I do want to still see a little bit more of Anwar and Olivia, like, we don't really get to see them much, but I am really happy that they did get a couple plots this season. But the scene when they came through for Ruby and that they were able to be there for her was really, really great, so I ended up just appreciating their friendship a lot more. I mean, like, obviously they've come very far from Olivia spreading (laughs) Ruby's (laughs) like, spreading Ruby's private parts around the entire school, like, we've come so far from that, so I just want to see more of it, I want to see more of The Untouchables, because they're iconic, and then, of course, I, I do want to see more of Ola and Otis, um, I think that, obviously, that they're now siblings, which, by the way, I don't like this whole TV obsession with kids date, and then their parents date, so they become siblings, like, we've done too much of this, we've done too much of these siblings dating things, we had Brandon and Callie on The Fosters, and, like, we had Dan and Serena on Gossip Girl, and then we have, now we just had, like, Betty and Jughead for a bit while that was when their parents were doing their little thing on Riverdale, like, ugh, I'm sick of it, but, I mean, as long as they're not gonna go back to anything romantic, which they won't, so, um, I really want to see them be able to form more of a sibling bond because the scene when Ola and Otis were fighting about like personal belongings or whatever, that was a true sibling fight right there. Like that was a real brother and sister fight. So I want to see more of that for sure. Okay, so something that we haven't touched on that I feel like was such a talking point of this season was hope. Oh my god, this woman was a travesty, literally a tragedy, the worst thing to ever happen so this woman comes in and she's like, I'm going to change this. This is no longer going to be the sex school. She even, like, she, in, um, she Im- implements uniforms. She's um, kind of going over the top with everything. Um, and it was just so excessive. I mean, thank God we had Miss Sands and Colin there. Which, by the way, Miss Sands is my queen. Like, her helping Adam this season the way she helped Maeve last season. Like, yeah. I love her but anyways the fact that we had them like thank god we had some at least some good administration in that school to be there for the students and be on their side because hope was just going to new extremes the scene when um she called cal adam and lily to the stage to show new types of punishment okay first of all the way that she treated um cal was absolutely terrible i mean cal expressed Cal expressed it um, several times, actually, Um, just how uncomfortable certain aspects of the uniform or the school guidelines were making them feel. And the fact that Hope just continued to insist upon it without even a second of thought was really frustrating. Um, And I just hated the way that um, she treated them. So did not appreciate that at all. And then of course with Lily, like Lily was just so upset this season. It was really hard to watch her be so sad. And then with Adam, like he's my, he's my baby now. So I hated this, the fact, like the fact she made them all wear signs, like come on and then take their phones and say, nobody can talk to them. Like it was just crazy. Like, I'm so happy that the students came together and did this whole assembly thing and kind of just thought back. Um, they were so real for that. Like, I love them all. The video was awesome. The fact that, um, Ruby, like, you know, everybody was going around, or in the video, everybody was talking about something about themselves and their sex lives or whatever, and Ruby just says, I'm literally perfect. And I was like, oh my god, that's literally my sister. I love her so much. But, um, I loved the assembly thing. I thought it was so great how they all fought back. I love how they got rid of Hope, took the power back. Also, just the fact that Hope locked Cal in, uh, a classroom, and then, um, and then they had to crawl through the vents, and then ended up just falling in the middle of the stage, like, oh my god, Hope, that is literally, you cannot do that, what kind of principal does that? But anyways, um, yeah, I just, I loved it, I thought that that was such a good scene, and then when Ruby sprayed Hope with the perfume, and, um, And then them just pulling each other's hair was just absolutely insane. I was like, there's no way you should be pulling her hair right now. Like, hope there's no way you should be pulling a child's hair. But I loved, Ruby was just such a boss. And then um, Otis and Eric just being so shocked was just, it was too funny. Um, But yeah, so those are kind of my opinions on the assembly thing. So one other thing I want to talk about, it doesn't really fit into any of these naturally, but it was just kind of my favorite scene in the whole season, and that was the poop situation. I thought that was so funny, the fact that Raheem fling, flung his poop out the window of their bus, and it just hit that guy's windshield. I thought it was so funny, and then the, um, when they go outside and they're like, whose poop is it? And Adam realizes that it was Raheem's, and he says, it was my poop, so then Raheem steps forward, he's like, it's my poop, it's my poop. It's like season one flashbacks to the, um, I think it was like episode five or something when they were all like, it's my vagina, it's my vagina, like, you know, in support of just that whole situation. So it was really similar to that. So I thought it was so funny just the fact that they um, did that. It was kind of like flashbacks to season one. Okay. So to wrap up, this episode. I want to do season four predictions because I think that we will, will get a season four most likely. It kind of ended off on a bit of a cliffhanger. So season four. What do I want to see? I want to see more of Ruby and Otis, and I want to see more of all those friendships. Like I said, um, a lot of people are predicting that Jean is going to continue to get more sick, and as much as I don't want that, I feel like that's definitely a route that they could very potentially possibly take. So that will be sad to watch, but I think that's something that we're going to have to expect. So Emma, who plays Maeve, there's a lot of rumors that she doesn't want to return for season four. Unfortunately, I don't know anything about her contract. Um, If she's signed on to do a certain amount of seasons, she can't just leave because. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, it still is, at the end of the day, the Maeve and Otis show. So I don't really know where we would be without her on it but I'm intrigued to find out. All right. Well, I guess that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed um, and agreed with some of my opinions. It was a lot of fun to talk about this because I absolutely love this show. And um, yeah, thank you all so much. Um, you guys should definitely all hit that follow button, uh, turn on the, the notification bell, um and i and you'll get that bell ring next week same time for a new episode so yeah thank you guys again and until next time bye